This is the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge. If there's a OSHA regulation, he's gonna get raped in a van down by the river. He's violating it. That's right. The man they call Windigo. You guys are unironically making me want to fucking hang myself. Her milkers bring the boys to the yard. This potion, a lot of like hallucinogenic herbs. She has dank memes and weed. And I can grab the link if you guys want it. But she can aid your spiritual realm needs. Flying off the handle. Yeah, using the broom and getting a better grip on your broomstick. She's brandy. How many coincidences before it's mathematically impossible? Or what the fuck was Stanley Kubrick trying to do? And then he did eyes wide shut and then he fucking died. He's the resident sound hound. Guys, don't be like me. Don't get into cars with strangers. The audio wizard in the acoustic blizzard. Damn. Fixed and post editing, bitches. Give it up for Van Rollington. Have you ever seen a prolapsed anus before? <laughs> the graphics guru of digital visuals. Oh, they glow. He puts the asp in aesthetics. The memes that they're generating is pure comedy gold. The tribal chief himself. And if you look at the board of directors, you'll realize they are all members of the enemy tribe. Klaus Newhouse. I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job. Special guest. When a girl is trying to be like. He be like. He's a connoisseur of kaiju and a schizoe post-enthusiast. <laughs> He's Jeff Jaguar. My name is Jeff. It may be spooky season, but white boy summer lives on. Welcome to the Atomic Shoreman Sweat Lodge. Well, I think spooky season's kind of over. I think we uh, had the finale the other day. Did anybody have a good Halloween? Did you do anything? Uh, uh, that was a good Halloween. Yeah, it's okay. What, uh, no. what, are we going into the holiday season, or it's the season of thanking? What? Mariah Carey time. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, man, because when I was downtown this weekend, I saw Christmas decorations everywhere, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, the, the, the trick-or-treaters aren't even off the street yet. You know, that kind of <laughs> So, Brandy, uh, I guess we got our Hollywood correspondent. And you got something to say about the whole Rust tragedy, but nothing like a good tragedy to bring about high-quality memes, and they've been plentiful. There has been a lot of memes, and they have been pretty speculative, to be honest. Um, yeah, this is just kind of quite a shocking event, considering it rarely ever, ever happens, ever, ever. And there are a lot of like little weird weird little, I don't know, anomalies that are just kind of a little bit odd about the case. Um, like the assistant director's connection to Crow, where he worked on the sequel, not the original. Okay. Um, he still worked on the sequel, which, which was the most infamous Hollywood on-set shooting where death occurred. I'm mm -hmm. most certain this one will be replacing that. <laughs> Yeah, there was some weird, uh, what was it, Red October stuff people kept talking about? Yeah, the Red October involvement is pretty odd. Um, 
as we know, Red October was a movie and Alec Baldwin was one of the stars. Um, I don't really remember the movie all that much myself because I didn't care, to be honest. But, I didn't um, watch it either, even though Sean Connery the was movie in it. is espionage and hunting down some nuclear missiles and stuff. Um, the base that the movie is about, the woman actually died on set on the Alec Baldwin set, allegedly grew up on this base. And I find that a little interesting, as one would. And her father is allegedly a naval com- officer of some sort on that same base. She also was an investigative journalist who did a lot of investigative journaling and reporting for not only the UK, but also for um, the Ukraine. And, you know, then, of course, her death was in October. So that's kind of interesting. Allegedly, there's another movie. I also never even saw, I didn't even hear of it, but it was called State in Maine. Alec Baldwin starred in this movie, which was also set in the 1800s. And, it, you know, Alec Baldwin, Baldwin isn't really known for his 1800 Western movie, but apparently he was in this one, which was the plot of the movie is also something about uh, the lead character himself being caught up in a scandal and getting run out of town for a accidental shooting so, or something to that effect. That's um, weird. But... The rest. Go on. I was about to say that's weird because, like, uh, he, you know, Alec Baldwin wasn't exactly ran out of town, but you know, he's hiding out in Vermont all of a sudden. Of course, he wasn't exactly ran out of town, but he's definitely on the run in a sense, you know, metaphorically and you know, slightly actually, but not really. But you know, it's just similar. And then the yeah. the plot of Rust just happens to be Alec Baldwin. Starring and producing this eighteen set in the 1800s, again, Western, where he plays the grandfather of a 13-year-old boy, I think it, it is, that is about to get hanged for an accidental thing. And he is he's trying to bust his, his grandson out of jail before he gets hanged, like hung. And... Um, um, I was about to say, yeah, there's like a thing about Red October where there are people saying, oh, the hunters become the hunted, and this whole uh, shooting. Didn't they take place near a hunter's moon or something like that? Well, the October moon is the hunter's moon. So oh, okay. it's, it's that every year. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was in October, and the assistant director being connected to the crow. Wow, what a coincidence again. What, a, what an interesting coincidence. <laughs> And then again with the assistant director, we find out that he actually was cast in a small role in this movie as well as being the assistant director. And his small role in this movie, which you can find on IMBD, it's listed, was as the undertaker. And then another oh. thing that's a little bit odd is that um, I, I, this, this one and the, everything else checks out. It, it is all, it, it's all true. Um, and you can look this up all yourself. But the one thing where it stops being a coincidence, bro. Like that's all. Oh, it's just a coincidence, clearly. (laughs) But allegedly, 
Alec Baldwin's birthday also happens to be either Brandon Lee's death date or his funeral date. I'm not sure which one, but it it corresponds exactly. So I Mm. find a little bit interesting as well. So was Brandon Lee like a sacrifice to Alec Baldwin? (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Blood for the blood god, skulls for the skull throne. Yeah. But, um, yeah, and you know, the, the in The Crow, if you're not familiar with The Crow, or if you need a little refresher, um, Brandon Lee's character is killed on Devil's Night. Oh, which is the no. people hooliganing around, you know, and they go out to cause mayhem and they break into his house and they attack his wife and they rape her and they murder her in front of him and then they murder him and then he comes back and seeks revenge. And, um, you know, Devil's Night. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, just interesting tidbits. And I do know publicity very well. And I do know how things like this operate. And I am watching what is looking like a massive publicity stunt in a sense of how the parties are going about this. Um that were involved on the set shooting, it, particularly um, the crew that walked out, Alec Baldwin's camp, Alec Baldwin, Elena's camp, um, and the assistant director. They, there's definitely something going on with that. <laughs> the way their hands like doing the finger pointing game. And they're being very vocal for an, an investigation that is still currently underway. And detectives have only begun starting to sort things out. And no charges have been brought up on anybody at all. But there seems to be a lot of finger pointing going on. And Alec Baldwin's wife is posting some very interesting stuff on her Instagram. that just seems very manufactured, not very genuine and less than organic to paint this picture of this absolute innocence. So you think this is actors acting? Cause it's like Alec Baldwin's an actor. He does it professionally. Can you tell when he's acting when he's on TV? You know, it's, it's hard to tell because especially somebody with a career as long as Alec Baldwin, his, his career as an actor is probably supersedes his amount of time in existence. So at what point in time do these people, are they ever not acting? You know what I mean? Because that's like their whole life. But there's, you know, this specific picture that Helena, what are, or not, I'm saying her name wrong. That's, Helena is the, the woman that was shot. Yeah. Whatever his wife's name is. I, I don't yeah. remember. Um, she's posting some interesting stuff, including the picture that was taken that day on set just a few little moments of time, maybe a couple hours before the shooting happened. And it's a picture that she claims her and Alec Baldwin were talking on FaceTime. And he looked so beautiful in their FaceTime call that she just had to take a screenshot. And then she posted it to her Instagram and, you know, captioned it light, like very big. And let me just tell you about this picture if you haven't seen it. It is of Alec Baldwin, and it looks like the heavens themselves are opening up and shining a light on him, like he's some patron saint of all things 
awesome and innocent. <laughs> and this was posted, this was posted uh, like just a little before the shooting. But this picture is being plastered everywhere. So they have the armorer girl who is Hannah. They have her being posted in the most scandalous ways, either in scandalous ways or gun-toting, you know, to give this this perspective of her. And then they have the assistant director pretty much, there's not really really any bad pictures of him that I've noticed. And then they have Alec Baldwin and all of his pictures are of him either looking devastated or looking angelic. And they are just (laughs) blastered everywhere. And he's trying to make himself out the victim somehow. Oh, right. And so, you know, I'm also the press very lightly lightly mentioned that he was the producer and very loudly mentioned that he was the actor the actor the actor so they're very like pushing into people's face he's the actor and he's the actor but he's not the guy in charge but everybody knows that he's the producer he is obviously the gun shot itself the gun did this guns are to blame exactly Yes, of course. And, you know, the other day, because, you know, as Klaus stated that they're in Vermont, you know, the wife, again, posts these details that she'd been driving around all day just trying to find somewhere safe for them to go. And they were having Tamara and paparazzi and whatever follow him them all over to the point where this infuriated Alec Baldwin. He pulls over on the side of the road and gives an impromptu fucking interview right there on the side. Now, it sounds staged. Now, what seemed, let me get, get a little further. What seemed particularly odd about this video, and I've watched it a few times, is he's standing there and he's got his, his phone to his chest with the camera out, which he's obviously filming the reporters, whoever they are. You can't see them. And then, you know, it's just him. Well, and he's pleading his case. She was my friend. She was my friend. I took her out to dinner the day that we arrived in New Mexico. Like, oh, shut the fuck up. Who cares? Like, Fantastic. And, you know, here's this is my friend, blah, blah, blah. So at one point in the video, this woman steps toward him, right? And she's obviously not too far away from him, but she's out of frame of the shot of the whatever the people are filming. And she, but she steps toward him. And obviously she was close enough because he would have like probably backed up before this if she was far enough away and came like stomping at him or something. But she steps toward him and she comes into the frame of the shot. Okay, you can't see who she is. You can't really see her face. Um, but she steps to him and gets within arm arm length of him. And he looks at her and he, he like on camera, and he's like, he goes, excuse me. And he backs away. And, can t- and this person backs immediately out of the shot. And I'm thinking, well, who's this person? Is this a camera person? Because that would make sense that why are you getting so close to me? Like you're literally within my personal space and you could bring harm to me if you chose to because you're that close, right? And he snapped. Like in, you could tell in the way he said that. He's just like, excuse me, like know your place, back away, right? Well, lo and behold, the person that did this is his wife. And you can tell because the jacket that she's wearing and then she's pictured all over the tabloids in this jacket, it's the same jacket, and it's very distinguishable. So this is how he addresses his own wife. Like, who the fuck are you to be stepping into my frame right now? This is my moment. No, this he's bringing down the Sharia law. Dude. <laughs> yes. Even further, this chick, his wife again, 
she posts a bunch of stuff on Instagram yesterday about, oh my God, after everything that they're dealing with, their cat has also gone missing. But their cat is returned somehow with a broken leg. They don't know how, whatever. But in the same Instagram post, she goes on to bitch and moan about how the press and the reporters and the paparazzi, they just won't leave them alone. They just, they're just following them everywhere. She can't believe it. And the whole time I'm thinking, what the fuck? If you were worried about <laughs> and cameras and having your picture on in tabloids and people following you around to get your picture at any given moment, maybe, maybe you don't marry Alec motherfucking Baldwin. <laughs> like you don't, you don't want cameras all up on you your whole fucking life. You don't marry a major movie star. And I mean, fuck, if you want to marry Baldwin, go marry Stephen Baldwin. No one gives a fuck about his ass. <laughs> but they're going to marry Alec fucking Baldwin and simultaneously bitch and moan that the cameras and the paparazzi are following you after an onset shooting or somebody who died. Like, and someone else I got would, shot. <laughs> I would think that somebody would have briefed her. At some point in her relationship with Alec Baldwin, what it would be like to be married to a movie star as if she doesn't know because of all of the events she's already attended and all the people I'm sure she's already dealt with in the course of her relationship with Alec motherfucking Baldwin. So it's definitely looking very interesting to me. And then there is this other thing with Jensen Eccles. Jensen Eccles, who I didn't know who the hell this dude was i don't know who the hell he is so who is he okay so apparently he was one of the stars of supernatural i didn't watch supernatural because i didn't watch supernatural Mm. um the stars and he was also coincidentally one of the stars of the this movie this rest movie okay the very first day that this broke and then later that night at the one o'clock in the morning dump time that TMZ likes to pull their slanderous bullshit, mm-hmm. um, they start releasing this articles, of course. And at this point in time, the armor isn't named. So they haven't named Hannah. They, you know, the armor is not named. But Jensen Eccles, the first person to speak with the tabloids and the press, mm-hmm. they- account of what is going on with this and how upset he is about Helena being um, you know killed yeah and you know as I fine that's fine and all his wording is very um, mushy and overly sentimental and he goes on to kind of say something like Something about, oh, I remember my moment on the set with her. She was so special to me. And, you know, I spoke with her and she, I, she gave me a hug and I will forever cherish that moment with her. Okay, so what this tells me is one thing. He ain't that close with her because if he was, that one moment wouldn't be so special because there would have been many moments with her. Yeah. <laughs> so he's so just doing he, this for clout. Okay, but check it out. It gets better with this, this motherfucker. He also goes on in the articles, on and on, to talk about the armorer. So in my opinion, he is the first one to throw massive amounts of shade on the armorer, trying to elude 
that this was all her fault because of the inexperience and that he was very concerned about safety conditions on set and her inexperience. This is on print. This is his words. These are quoted. What is more interesting than that is this. Jensen Eccles, the weekend before, um, attended a Comic-Con. And he did this little stand-up thing. It wasn't like really comedy, but, you know, he's like talking to his fans. And there's other supernatural people there. And he's given a recount of his experience with the armorer on the set of the movie he's doing. Now, he doesn't name the movie, but the armor he's talking about is canon. I know this 100% because I had seen this video already. Okay, I I had already seen this video. (laughs) (laughs) And the day of the shooting, lo and behold, this video, you can't find it anywhere. Because I looked. Oh, fuck yeah, I looked. Because, you know, this this case is of particular interest to me. And um, in this video that he's addressing his fans, which actually can be found now, Um, I don't know if you can find it as easily on the internet, but I did find it on the Supernatural fan fan page for Facebook. You can go look it up, type in Jensen Eccles, you'll find the video. Or I can send it to, you know, you guys if you want it. But um, I'd love to see it. I was about to say, I'm not a Supernatural fan, so. Either, but so, you know, but you don't have to be a fan because the page is public. (laughs) So I haven't seen the video. Because I was fucking going to get this video because I had seen it. Because what he does in this video in front of his fans is he does not look like the person that would be so extremely concerned about safety conditions on the set. As a matter of fact, quite the opposite. As he recounts an entire story about how he was fucking around with the armorer and pretty much getting one over on her because she didn't know who he was. She didn't know he, he had been on Supernatural. She didn't know that he had... I guess apparently a lot of experience with guns because of being on Supernatural. I've never seen it, so I don't know. So she asked him, you know, oh, have you handled guns at all? And he, in his own words, he goes, eh, a little. And she's trying to train him and take her job seriously and be professional and be safe because safety was really her top priority on any job that she worked on, especially as an armorer. <laughs> yeah. And. And she was very proud of this job. I can tell you that I do know that. She was very proud of this job. And she was very determined to be taken seriously in Hollywood as a young woman. And, you know, she wanted to have a very long, successful career doing this. I can say that. And um, he goes on to kind of say how she's, you know, showing him how to load it. And, he's, and you know, I'm, he's playing it up for his fan. And he's going, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got it. I and he goes on to say that he pretty much pretends to like act like he doesn't know how to handle guns and let her treat him like a newbie while he has all this gun handling experience working on set and so he flips the gun up and he does like little like show spin or he shoots it does a little show spin and puts it back in his holster and he looks at him and says you're an asshole because at that moment in time, she realizes he has a lot of experience handling guns and he had just got one over on him. Okay? Yeah. He thinks this is so hilarious. that he recounts it to all of his Supernatural fans that have been posted on the Supernatural pages. And in no way, shape, or form does he make it look like somebody would be concerned about safety conditions on the set. And as a matter of fact, um, it seems to me like he would be the one that was acting pretty reckless during his safety training. 
But in the tabloids and in the press, he has said he's very concerned about safety conditions on the set. Because when I when I see the video, so was he involved with those misfires they talked about earlier? They said there was several. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think I don't think so. Um, but it's just it's an, an exact opposite optically from what he is claiming. He's very sad. He's lost a dear friend that was so special to him. He'll never have her back. Pretty much all due to the inexperience of this four-year-old armorer. Meanwhile, just a few few mere days before now, the shooting happened on October 21st. The video of this of him dropped on either the 18th or the 9th, or the 17th or the 18th of October. Literally just a few days. And if I remember correctly, his Comic-Con thing was the weekend before that, which would have meant the weekend, the shooting is on Thursday. So you mean to tell me within a few days of you standing up in front of people, joking and laughing and thinking that you're so hilarious because you just got one on, over on somebody that was trying to handle your safety training for the guns? You thought it was so hilarious, but then you're so concerned you don't ring any bells to anybody. You don't say anything to anybody. And you're, you're the first one, the first one that's officially part of the cast and the crew that comes forward with official statements as a crew member, as a cast member about your hot take on the conditions on set and how the armor was probably not experienced enough. And he was very concerned. He was very concerned. He was so concerned. He went and fucking joked about it to his <laughs> for everybody. And then the video gets scrubbed from the internet, totally scrubbed. And then once everybody is given their official statement, voila, the video's back. But, Hmm. I have it's all a joke in a game until it's inconvenient, and then it's all a joke in a game once it's convenient again. Like understood. Yeah, so my take would be he—he's either just going for clout, trying to make himself seem more important and more devastated than he actually is, and he's looking for attention and to absolutely be connected to this and make sure everybody fucking knows it. Or if it's determined. They, there was potentially some kind of setup or foul play. I say they look into him because he thought this whole thing was fucking hilarious just a couple days before. He thought fucking around on set was hilarious. He thought waving the guns around and shooting them and not being honest and straightforward with the armorer was hilarious. Meanwhile, he throws her under the fucking bus the first chance he gets. Mm. So to me, that seems a little shady to say the least. And he has gone on to release many, many, many things on his Instagram, proclaiming his devastation and his absolute personal loss that Helena is not around anymore. Helena Hutchins, the woman who died. Oh, oh, oh my God. How ridiculous. Did they also have an extra high amount for uh, insurance on the the video? Because they said there was like a certain amount that was normal, but they were like six times that amount or something like that. Um, they did. They had, uh, you know, and this is also the media too. So I'm I'm currently some the media is not my favorite thing right now. So I I don't want to say one hundred percent that that stuff is accurate, but I will say that it was stated that a normal amount for a movie to carry insurance for this when they have, you know, it, when they have guns and stuff is about a million dollars. 
Um, and of course, anything you have on set that's dangerous, you're going to have to take out larger insurance like money just in case for any accidental injury or death. Normally a million dollars. This is what the media said. But this production, this low budget production that was cutting corners right and left, uh, apparently he got a $6 million insurance like. That's a magical uh, number for some people. Boy, fucking they. Six million dollars, but I'm forgetting the funnest part. Well, it's not the funnest part, but it might be the funnest part. So we've seen a lot of pictures, if you've been paying attention, of Helena Hutchins' husband, as one would expect, because, you know, Alec Baldwin, one of his first release statements was that he's reached out to Helena's husband to offer his condolences and his support and if he's anything he needs, right? Now, this grieving husband within the same day has posted how thankful he is that Alec Baldwin has reached out to him and that they're all suffering and grieving together and virtually in so many words, how wonderful Alec Baldwin is. The man who just accidentally killed his wife, he doesn't seem to express any anger or disdainment or anything to him publicly, okay? He seems very enduring. I will tend to say, that I would just shut the fuck up. You don't have to go off on him. You don't have to give a statement. You can accept all that. But why are you, like the investigation's underway. And at this point in time, you don't even know what happened yet. Nobody knows what happened yet. But you are so certain that Alec Baldwin is wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. You're all tight-knit together. You're going to dinner together. You're- you think he's like thanking him for killing his wife? Well, I think if there's one person, one or two people who know what actually happened, I think that's the issue. (laughs) Well, so I looked into his husband from, you know, I got a little tips from the internet. And it turns out, (laughs) her husband actually works for a huge DC powerhouse law firm. And this law firm is under extreme media scrutiny right now because this law firm in particular has represented the Clintons in multiple litigations, the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation. They have represented them. Not only that, one of their lead top lawyers who has represented the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation was just indicted for giving false evidence and false testimony to the FBI regarding Russiagate. And he was interested and he's since been fired. And, you know, her husband happened to work with this man who was just indicted by the FBI for giving false information on behalf of the Clintons. Okay. Not only that, previously <laughs> to this, before her husband, and I'm forgetting his name, it's obviously Hutchins. I think it's Matthew Hutchins. Previously, right. to, previously to this, he happened to work at another company with AG Barr. So I think that that is extremely interesting that her husband who worked with Attorney General Barr and then went on to work at the DC powerhouse law firm, which I can't remember the name, Lampers something, that they're you know one of their top attorneys that's known for representing the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation was just indicted and arrested by the FBI for specifically giving fucking false information to the FBI regarding a specific case that was blamed on a certain president that we just had the entire four years he was in office. But there is a massive investigation about how real these Russiagate claims ever were, that it was a hoax. And they're finding lots of evidence that it was a hoax. 
and an, an election interference. And this husband of hers works at the same law firm. I find that very interesting. I also find it interesting that the husband that works at this law firm that has re- represented the Clintons and the Clinton Foundation and his connections and his extremely close, wonderful relationship with Alec Baldwin, that there is now a GoFundMe being set up in Helena's name. What? <laughs> what? Oh, yes. There is a GoFundMe set up in Helena's name. You can find all the information probably on any of their fucking Instagram. I think that's how this works. I was about to say, it sounds like some money laundering shit. <laughs> that if you're so close with Alec Baldwin and he just accidentally killed your fucking wife, you don't need a GoFundMe. Because it's Alec Baldwin. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> and it's also just, you know, just, there's just so many just odd, odd things about this. And all of them, you know, they're very close. They're posting this stuff. Oh, donate to the GoFundMe. And I believe that Jensen Eccles also has promoted her GoFundMe on his Instagram. Hmm. So hmm. everybody's devastated about Helena. The whole industry is in shock. But apparently nobody can cover the costs for anything. So there needs to be a GoFundMe for an extremely successful family already. And um, yeah, there, it's just, it's mind blowing to me what's, what's kind of going on. They, it just, never, none of this. Never enough added. shekels, my man. Never enough shekels. Yeah, ne- yeah. Does none of this seems to be adding up to me? Oh, and then the final tidbit that I have to this is, of course, we've heard Alec Baldwin is major anti-gun nut, super liberal, anti-gun. Doesn't believe in really people having guns. He's kind of publicly stated slightly different in the middle recently because I think he's being careful with his words as one should. And there's been a lot of talk of the gun reform particularly in the entertainment business, particularly because of this shooting. And California, which the movie was not filmed in California, it was filmed in New Mexico. California has already changed their gun laws or their their laws for what type of weapons can be used on set. Those laws have already been changed. It's already happened. Wow. So boom, done. Gun laws changed. All the armorers that were in that business I think if I remember what was reported correctly, no more real weapons on set. Like, if so it, does, that, if it, so does that mean like their jobs are all going to move to New Mexico now? It means <laughs> that it's going to be a lot harder to make these movies following the rules and the laws put into play and use real guns. They have stated that they, they cannot, they could be replicas or they can, um, the movie industry has to, put CGI, but they are no longer allowed to film using real guns that are capable of shooting real bullets. Done deal. All right, so moving on, we're returning to the land of Skyrim, where Ali Nasser Abulan, better known as from his million followers from TikTok as Jin Kid, has been arrested and charged with the murder of his wife, Anna Abdulan. And their friend Rayburn Barron. So Abdulan appeared in court this week when he entered a plea of not guilty to the charges brought against him. He's currently being held without bail. And that won't take place until January 2022. So the cops came to his uh, East Village apartment in San Diego when they discovered the bodies of them. And there was more uh, 
there are details in Audible gasp that, you know, he killed everybody. He was the process of ending their marriage like a week prior to October 18th. When he returned to the apartment, he realized uh, he was going to vandalize it, but they decided to install an app on his daughter's phone, letting him spy on the place. And so when he was on his way back to the hotel, uh, he heard they used the app and heard like his estranged wife and this guy giggling. And then he realized what was going on and went back to kill them. So he shot the dude like three times. And then I think his wife once in the head. And then after, after the murder, he went to go pick up his five-year-old daughter from school and was seen like leaving the apartment. So, uh, they, the cops believe that he called an anonymous call on himself when he called the cops. So, he also has 170,000 subscribers on YouTube, and his uh, most recent video on TikTok was posted shortly after the murder took place. And uh, here's a oh tip. You can't fast travel when enemies are nearby. Base. <laughs> so uh, Joe Biden set off to Rome to visit the Pope with a staff of 800 before the G20 summit. So live video coverage was canceled, and we're asking the question – was Joe Biden going to be excommunicated for supporting abortion, or was he going to ask for last rights? Okay, oh, so I'm... the the word around Rome is that Biden's meeting with the Pope was unusually long because uh, Biden had a bit of a bathroom accident at the Vatican, <laughs> and it had to be addressed prior to him leaving, so has his butt been white? Uh, Joe Biden told the Pope on camera, and I quote, you're a famous... African American baseball player in America, and you can see that clip uh, on the internet. It's pretty hilarious, and it doesn't make sense at all. Said that to the Pope? Yeah, it's like he's like shaking his <laughs> hand and telling him this shit, and he went on, and, and you're like, "What the fuck is going on?" Joe Biden kind of reminds me of Alec Baldwin. They both come across I'm, as like really wondering... senile and just fucking all fucked up. How I don't think I'm senile. But he is fucking fucking that's crazy for having some weird start over family starting in his fifties. This guy has babies right now. Yeah, so so like while that shit was going on, there was a warning of a potential threat against malls and shopping centers located just out of Washington, DC that originated with ISIS and law enforcement has been, you know, accessing credibility and I just thought that was convenient. You know, this is going down while the potatoes is like away from office. Well, I also heard that the live stream was abruptly cut with this uh, situation with Biden. And did you guys, you know, the, the bathroom accident, <laughs> they're saying that it was abruptly cut because of the bathroom accident may have happened while he was on the live stream. Oh, and man, if someone had video of that, that would have been funny. Like, that would have well, been so awesome. Immediately swirling in the countries where the other world leaders were from, such as like Sweden and Germany and France, they were already talking about, right? Shit his pants. And it, it, it uh, inspired some very fun, funny hashtags trending that weekend on Saturday. And one of them was, um, when a shirt was like poopy pants, Biden or something poopy like pants that. Biden. Yeah. Biden. Start week. Um, yeah, it was it was hilarious, and they were trending number one on Saturday during the World Series. <laughs> so apparently, that's kind of something to get to get that something like that trending during that time. Now, Jim Pasaki, like I remember, she went on TV saying that she had COVID or something, and she was like in the president's presence, you know, before uh, she knew she had it. So people are wondering, like, if this whole pooping incident was. Tied to him possibly having COVID and creating a super spreader event at the Vatican. Oh, wow. 
I want to know this. <laughs> I find it particularly odd that Biden, along with 800 people in tow, for whatever reason, is that his cleanup crew? I don't know. Um, 800 people all flew into Rome to spend Halloween weekend, particularly Devil's Night, at the Vatican. Because mm. is that where everybody goes to spend Halloween? The Vatican? I, I could see, like, All Saints Dave and not Halloween. That's just kind of weird. That is very well, weird. Well, another thing that was kind of interesting, too, that I was talking to someone else about last night is that um, Marilyn Manson, you know, he's been. He's had oh, yeah. These- he did that Kanye thing with Justin Bieber, and I thought that was really weird because I don't think they. Halloween morning. And if I remember correctly, and I usually do, Marilyn Manson was appointed head of the Church of Satan. Uh, he was a reverend, but I don't know about the head. So that's just really odd that uh, a reverend yeah. of the satanic church is like going to this Christian event, and he's almost like got his face wrapped up like he's like Muslim or something. It was really weird. Oh, it's a publicity stunt. But you got this uh, this uh, self professed Satanist who is a prominent member of the satanic church, and I think they give him the title. I'm pretty sure that I gave him, they gave him the title. Yeah, and, uh, Anton LaVey gave him the title, like, uh, himself. Right, and, you know, the, the all of our military, all of our uh, Congress, or whatever, not but, you know, our presidential administration, whatever, they're all over in the Vatican. And, Mar- and Kanye West is over here on Halloween morning holding some god ceremony that he does. He holds his, his <laughs> sermons oh, on and I think it's Calidasis or something. It's usually kind of celebrity entwined or whatever. So this is really Marilyn Manson's uh, baptized in Kanye's uh, no, religion, or how's this? DMX go? is the only rapper pastor that I accept. He's <laughs> 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 a publicity stunt, and a, you know. But MC Hammer was also a reverend. Word, yeah. Or they're not really holding what a church at all. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's just like not- I think they're making fun of religion as like this could be a satanic rite, but you know, like their whole thing is to mock religion itself. It could definitely be trickery and debauchery. Hmm. That's that's something that I was thinking. You know, so. um going back to Joe, I do have a scoop. Apparently Joe did not shard himself. He just moved and he groaned a bit. Okay, so going back to Joe Biden. He had an Ethan Ralph moment, okay. (laughs) So like, like, uh, he considered, you know, paying border crossers (laughs) 450,000 each in reparations. Uh, Hey, you guys like Mexico? Because I'm thinking we can all make some quick money coming back. I think think actually there's a stipulation to that because, you know, we've all decided that's the way to go. Easy half a mil. Is I think that it, the stipulation is that you this had to have happened while Trump was the president. Oh my God! So if you were a refugee or an immigrant, or if you were a child and held in a cage that crossed the border <laughs> illegally and was separated while Trump was president, they're going to pay you off. Apparently, <laughs> I also heard some rumors that they actually. Like ha- picking them up from the border and giving them money and hotels and sending them on their way and like 
Yeah, I Part forgot what scene in Texas it was where there was an organization giving them like envelopes and they would be treasured off to the airport and flown somewhere wherever that package they were given and I don't know. Yeah, That's probably their orders for their next their next move. <laughs> yeah, so they're saying like the payout overall could cost the taxpayers over a billion dollars. And it it just sounds like the administration's paying for human trafficking at this point. And I think this it's policy will encourage now. more people across now. It's really just great replacement fucking money transfer shit. Let's go, Brandon. so uh moving on to a different subject uh dr fauci had funded a study in tunisia where beagles were eaten alive by parasitic infected flies even cut the dog's throat so they wouldn't make noise and then he also spent over 16 million in taxpayer funds on a disturbing toxic brain injection experiment on monkeys in 2018 and if you post about it on facebook you'll the fact checkers will come after you so he was more recently caught funding gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, and blamed for the production of the leak of the coronavirus. He also lied about the funding the lab under oath uh, numerous times, and that's like a felony, you know, but nothing was done about it. So here's some more stuff that he did that was disturbing. His NIH was also caught funding experiments on AIDS orphans at a New York City hospital in 2004. The Fauci NIH approved experiments on hundreds of New York orphans. The government agencies and pharmaceutical companies used on the orphans in deadly AIDS and drug trials. So the city of New York hired Vera Institute to form a final report on the drug trials. And they reported that 25 children died during these studies. And an additional uh, 55 children died following the studies in foster care. Now, according to Tim Ross, director of child welfare program at Vera, as a 2008, 29% of the remaining 417 children were used in drug studies had died out of 532 children that were admitted to have been used. And the Wikipedia writers cover up all details as expected. So no payments or compensation has been paid to any of the children used in the trials or their families. Uh, a hospital nurse leader spoke out to reporters about the testing, and she reports that the children would immediately get sick, break out, or just throw up during testing. And these were orphans at the incarcer- uh, Incarnation Children's Center in New York City. Incarnation, uh, eh? Yeah. Interesting. Because <laughs> so, they needed a bunch of kids to die so they could try to bring them back? I don't know. And they probably signed away any, like... They probably harvested their organs. Yeah, that could be that, too. Also. The, there's been a public outcry about this um, on all social media for people um, asking PETA to address this and wanting why, why to know why they haven't dr- addressed this. And from what I've been seeing by people posting their screenshots is anybody that tags PETA and asks them to address these Fauci's Beagle Gate, PETA blocks them and okay. still has not addressed it at all and seems to be refusing to. And wow. so uh, Robert Seifer has recently been suspended from Twitter for speaking the truth. Uh, he's an author, a producer, and anthropologist specializing in linguistics, archaeology, paleobiology. He's a harsh critic of the out-of-Africa theory. Seifer puts forth alternative diffusionist arguments involving advanced antediluvian societies, occult secret societies, ancient mythology, alchemy, Astrotheology, and we might have to visit his content in the future just to see why he's being silenced. Amazing. Uh, so there's a video game from 2009 that shows the elites causing the La Palma volcano to create a mega tsunami. And I got a clip of that I'd like to share with everybody. No. I've heard that this time. 
Uh, here it is. Can you guys see the footage? No, but that's when we You haven't. I already know what you're talking about, but now I can't see it. No, you haven't okay, shared me... a stream yet. Okay, here you go. Oh, here we go. I see it now. Up. All right, let me play this so everybody can get a Responsible good... Responsible for all the destruction in our world! I will show you. This is La Palma, one of the Canary Islands, a paradise for sun-loving tourists. For us, the island holds quite another fascination, the Combre Vieja Volcano. The brittle western slope of the volcano is covered in clefts and fissures where water has collected. And now for the interesting part. By placing several bombs in carefully calculated spots, we can use thermonuclear explosions to heat that water so that it will evaporate instantaneously. If you had paid attention in your physics classes, you would know that such a sudden evaporation of water would create sufficient pressure to shatter the volcano's brittle slope and send it crashing into the sea. Can you guess what comes next? That's right, a tsunami. Waves 200 meters high will charge across the Atlantic with the speed of an airplane. The tsunami will sweep across the east coast of the United States. New York will disappear in an apocalyptic flood, taking with it the self-proclaimed rulers of the world who are currently squabbling in blind incompetence at the UN headquarters. The resulting vacuum of power will be filled by our followers, some of whom have been biding their time in key positions for decades. They will take control and lead humankind to a new golden age. All hail Kane. So that's just the game, right? You know, it's just not, uh, couldn't possibly happen, right? Is it Command and Conquer? No. That's not even an RTS game. Well, that reminded me of G.I. Joe when they're talking about, like, singing the volcano. Well, that's just like, a game, right? I mean, some Cobra it's shit. It's just a game, right? <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I had never played the game before, so it must have been a shitty one. Wow. Uh, so, it might be false flag season, and the Lincoln Project was busted faking a white supremacist rally in support of a GOP candidate for the governor of Virginia. Jen Goodman and Colleen Watchenfield were among the group. So it's kind of like when Sasha Baron Cohen walked through the Trump Hotel in a KKK robe. And you can look at the photos and see, like, their khakis didn't even fit them at all. They even hired a black man to fill in the position of a white national. Uh, I guess I guess there really is a hiring crisis in America. And you remember those it's, feds? No, no, that's a typical rally. That's the typical rally we have. So, uh, where was it? Oh yeah, remember those feds that were hanging out at the September rally in DC? Well, they are currently dressed up as neo Nazis, and early last week were spotted in Austin hanging up a sign off the bridge saying "Vax the Jews," and they were met with local police that were seen shaking their hands. And then um, they went hanging up another banner of the highway overpass, blaming the Jews for the vax in San Antonio. I mean, I don't disagree. Terrible joke. Terrible joke. We're not allowed to make jokes anymore. We are not allowed to make jokes. It's not funny. Racism is not funny. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> So uh, Mark Zuckerberg was recently seeing a rebranding of Facebook, and they want to call it Meta. And it sounds like they want to be honest on our metadata collection. 
And so he was recently seen with a bottle of Sweet Baby Ray's barbecue sauce on a bookshelf. Because we all know that's where real humans keep their barbecue sauce. And just in case they want to smoke their meats in the backyard as a reward for keeping a high social credit score in China. (laughs) Mark Zuckerberg Zuckerberg knows that crickets taste better with barbecue sauce. (laughs) Is Is that in paste form? Yeah, either that or you just, uh, you know, dip live ones in there. So we got another video, and we're going to get to the topic at hand of bad men and bowl cuts. Based? And so uh, I'm going to start off with, like, the lowest threat level man with a bowl cut, and you might have heard of him. He's known as Bob Hickman. I got a couple of videos. So can you see this? Oh, yeah. God entered my body like a body in my same size. Like me floating into you or you Is he not wearing pants? Me. No, he's not. He doesn't like wearing pants. <laughs> Base? Yeah, I think he lives in a basement. Have a nice day. He's got knee pads on, which I'm not sure why. The gifts of the spirit. You're not wearing pants. Talk about the gifts of the spirit. First of all, you have to have the Holy Ghost, which is God. Ghost is Spirit. Spirit is God. You guys writing notes? This is kind of important. Or you're disqualified. The Bible says, if any man have not... So do you think he cuts his own hair? Or do you think uh, one of his parents does it? His mom definitely cuts his hair. His mom definitely cuts his hair. But don't worry about it. Is it perspective to do this with your pants off? Because Mm -hmm. I've never tried that. Well, I mean, how else is God going to enter your body if you don't have your pants on? The Holy Ghost enters your body. He comes in through the anus. You're the same size like me floating into you. He looks like he's got a pee real bad, but, you know, he doesn't want to go. Prophesying is fellowship with the Father. That seeing non-stop visions and telling what God says in visions. I'm the only one on earth that has it. The gift of laying on hands. If God is inside you, he goes up to whoever he wants. He puts down the hands of the body he is inside. He can move my hands and does whatever he wants. So, um, if he lays hands on you, it's not him, it's God doing it. Just yeah, let you know. Pray, of course. And it's so he's a Biden voter. And it turns night. <laughs> if there's no rain, I pray and say, make it rain, it rains. That's Rabbi the gift of miracles. First of all, he's full of shit. The gift of uh, healing. So, there's that. If God gives me the gift of healing. The same size as him. Walk up to him pray, it's healed. God does the healing, not just through the praying. When in God start with healing him, it's on his road. I, think, I don't know. Doesn't he seem perfectly healthy to you? He's got like eight bandages. But but anyway, anyway, so no, those are those are knee pads, I think. And I am five four. Live in Indianapolis, Indiana. All the guys like the same size as uh, Ben Shapiro. Halloween is my birthday. (laughs) And I'm just like you. Worse. 
But the thing is, what's God really like? God is really like. Does this get on? this get on view? When you watch Nightmare on Elm Street, that is what God is really like. I see the Lord in visions, laughing, <laughs> threatening, teasing. I see nonstop visions. Ninety percent of those, he's trying to scare me, threaten me, tease me. Tease. He's tightening up. How would they my tease him? All over my body, tightening my muscles up harder than a rock. Like when you work out, your muscle gets hard. If that muscle, like my mouth corners. If I move that muscle while it's tight, it rips. And so he's gonna have like a Joker smile. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. God started attacking perfect Job. That was God's real plan. Job was perfect. God wanted to make a fool out of him, so God started attacking him. Job said, "The arrows of the Almighty are against me." Every time God would attack him. Job would lay in his front yard and show all of Israel what God does to his perfect servants. Anyway, the very last attack, and God wanted people to think Satan was doing it, but God does voices of devils and all witchcraft. God calls people Satan, Christians, angels. There's no spirits flying around anywhere. When the Bible says, try the spirits, it's referring to my spirit. Has he got a black and mild in his hand, or is that a blunt? Like, I can't tell. Anyway. It's a wiki stick. The last attack on Job, God first took his possessions, sent these. Secondly, God sent a storm that killed his family. Thirdly, God put boils all over his body. Job laid out in his front yard three separate times. Does he like God or not? Yes, he likes God a lot. Here's another video. This one's more recent. God entered my body like a body Yeah, this guy's a truck driver now, so you should feel a little safer like if you see a truck driving down the highway. Oh, that makes sense. Truck drivers are all like this. Yeah, it's true. Maybe drive a semi-truck when my day's off. I'm paying to advertise right now on Facebook and YouTube. So, in all nations of the world, just about. On YouTube, in the English-speaking nations. On Facebook right now in Malaysia and Indonesia. But before that was the Spanish speaking nations. After that, I'll go to the Arabic or the French. <sighs> There's probably 30 nations that speak French. Probably about that many to speak Arabic. So, He's got ankle warmers on in this one instead of knee pads. A lot of people. Still no pants, though. There's no pants thing. No, no. Yeah, that's, that's consistent. Sometimes he doesn't have a shirt on either. On Facebook, for about 80 bucks, <laughs> over a two-week period, I'll get between 12,000 and 18,000 likes. It's hard to say how many saw the ad. And this guy's got like 4,000 followers on YouTube, YouTube just letting you guys know that. Well, people like watching YouTube channel. like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, people watched Terry when he was still alive. I mean, he's basically Christian, but like less impressive. After five seconds, it's called an impression. I get three impressions to, to one view. So, like, if I had a hundred thousand people, see my impression. Wow. My impression, I say real quick. He, he also does a thing where, like, if you give him money, he'll write whatever you want him to on his vehicle. And he's got, like, all these random messages all over his vehicle he drives around. He's basically just a girl. Yeah. He's got super chats on his fucking car. The impression. fucking cool. They take that with them. That's all they need to see is the impression. Anyway, I'll cap the video. I got work to do. Thank you. Can we, we got another video, but we'll show that one later. Can we get him to plug the show on the back of his truck? I don't know if we could get him like on the show. show that, that guy's guy. very, that guy's incredibly famous. No, the Jews did 9-11. Yeah, let's go with that one, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jeff, uh, Jaguar, do you have something to, you had some information to talk about? Did you have a schizo post you wanted to talk about? And you know what? I went looking. I really tried. I can't seem to find one that I thought was appropriate for the show. Um, you know, just a, a few things like uh, vaxxed people turning into zombies, something from X. But Oh, is that, is that the Red Deer event that they keep talking yeah, about? Yeah, the Red yeah. Deer event. But we probably can't talk know. about that on YouTube. That's, that's I hope, I hope thing, it happens, so. though. I really hope nothing, it happens. Nothing particularly uh, screamed out to me besides a few things I just couldn't talk about. All right. So, unfortunate. So do you have some uh, bad men you wanted to talk about that had bowl cuts? Did you find anything? Ooh. None that I can add that weren't in our uh, list behind the scenes, unfortunately. Okay, so I actually got some photos. This is some bad men with bowl cuts. And I'll start with the first one. There he is in all his glory. Let's see. So there's a a killer child who beat a four-year-old with a rock, and he was granted parole after decades in prison. Eric M. Smith, who was 13 when he killed... A four-year-old boy with a rock in western New York has been granted parole. Now, Smith is now 41, and he appears for the 11th time before the board paroles on October 5th and was granted release as early as uh, November Bill's 17th. Mafia is out in force, I see. And uh, the Department of Corrections Community uh, Supervision said an email statement that Smith was convicted of a second-degree murder in 1994, luring Derek Roby into the woods near the young boy's home, striking his head with a rock. Now, Derek was walking alone to summer camp at a park in Steuben County Village in Savona in August of 1993. So the case got wide publicity because of the age of the victim and the suspect, along with a widely circulated photo that you know him wearing like a, a Bugs Bunny sweatshirt and his mop top red hair in court and uh he might be a homie with the next chromie and his uh, lawyer unsuccessfully argued that he was mentally ill and uh, he was sentenced to nine years to life from prison at smith is house at a medium security woodborne correctional facility in the cat skin now let me change the picture so we can look at so what do you guys think you think his mom cut his hair or is this super cuts oh let's see that looks like a super cuts to me. Yeah, it's, it looks like a super cuts. Where do I yeah. uh, where do I see the picture? 
I'm a boomer. Oh, it's on public YouTube. Oh, all right. Well, I got I got it on Twitch right now. So the next guy means I'm a tiny bit behind. <laughs> Sean Rios. Let's see if I got his photo ready. No, I don't have his. Okay. Oh, Robert Solis is the victim uh, killer. I got his photo. Let me pull that up. So we got another guy with a ball cut who is a criminal and a bad dude. That come up? You know, maybe it's just everyone in the bulk was raised by a single mom, and that's why they're like this. Oh, <laughs> that is a hot take. Hey, hey. hey. Hey, hey, my kids look hey. awesome. Hey, hey. I... <laughs> so there, there's his bulk. Hey, you actually pay to take up the supercuts, okay? <laughs> so, forty-seven-year-old uh, Sergeant Sean Rios is a twenty-five-year-old veteran in the Houston Police Department. He was shot, and murdered Monday, under circumstances still under investigation. So, initial reports indicate Rios was technically off duty, but on route to a shift at Bush International. National uh, Airport of the shooting. So witnesses say two Hispanic males had a confrontation with the sergeant and at least one of the men exchanged gunfire. Now the Houston uh, Police Department identified and arrested the primary suspect, Robert Silas, who was 24 and was out on a $100 bond for carrying a handgun in a motor vehicle uh, February 2020. Now prior to his 2020 charges, he had a criminal history dating back to 2014. That included convictions for five misdemeanors and two felonies so his record includes several bond forfeitures uh, he served a six-month sentence in 2018 his records also indicate that in 2016 prosecutors had reduced his felony charges of evading arrest in a motor vehicle to a class a misdemeanor he was sentenced to six months in jail he failed to surrender and was a fugitive for several months before being rearrested uh, but new charges were not filed. Now, in addition to his jail sentence, he was out on bond for making a terroristic threat. And then during a Tuesday press conference, uh, Houston Police Chief Art Acevedo said that he was also a known gang affiliate. Oh. So. So what do you think of his uh, haircut? You know, the, it That's look- totally a mom cut. That looks like a mom cut. It looks yeah. like a mom. It looks like a mom tried to make it look like a super cuts cut. Yeah, I guess it's it's almost like uh, they try to make it straight, but it's like different lengths. And then he's got this thing where it goes up, and it's like, is that the Nandark thing he's got going on? Like he's trying to get like a letter M, like initial, like cut that into the side. Totally, I don't know. I see tons of like Latinos here who have like that weird thing in front. You know what I mean? Like where they try to cut the front completely straight, and it just oh, kind like of lining like it up. Flip. Yeah, they're lining it up because like they're fucking yeah. with their hairline, but it doesn't look like that. Yeah, but it looks like a. Like, yeah, I'm just saying, it kind of like. It looks like that might have been what he was going for, but he just doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I still think it's his mom. Maybe his abuela. Hmm. There we go. It's grandma. That's a grandma. I got it. Oh, he's grandma. One. 
That's uh, he showed grandma a picture of some dude on Instagram who had like uh, the kind of straight bangs, you know, like a lot of the other Latinos. And he said, Grandma, do this for me. And she said, Okay. So here's our next bad boy with the bowl cut. So Midland Teen is accused of sexually assaulting girls at two different high schools. So a pre-trial was held Monday morning in the Midland uh, County Court of Anthony Haverman. So like uh, the 17-year-old is accused of one sex crime against a Dow High School student and two sex crimes against a Bay City Central female. A tentative date for jury trial has been set March 21st before Judge Michael Beale. Now, he'll be tried as an adult in the criminal sex conduct cases and, if convicted, punishment up to 15 years in prison. He's currently being held at the Midland County Jail. So what do you think of this bulk cut? Uh, super cuts. I say super Are cuts. Are you putting up a picture? Because I'm not getting a picture. Oh, it's, it's up on the... The D live oh, or whatever the the live stream, so I can't show it in uh here in Discord. Yeah, but uh, he's like, he's almost got like a Beatles. It almost looks like a Beatles look too, because it's a little yeah. bit longer than the other. I'm ones. looking at show notes. It's totally a mom cut. Is this the guy that um raped the girl at school? Yeah, at two different schools. Yes. Okay. So do you know that there was this hearing or whatever that Ted Cruz was on? What was it? Um, where he rips apart the attorney. Oh no, general. that that was the that was the tranny, right? Is that what you're talking about? The the recent Yeah. Guy is that they said that the guy that he was wearing like a skirt and he did this in the bathroom or something like that. Yeah, and then the father came out to speak out against it at a, a PTA meeting and then they, they had him arrested. Like he was beaten because like they, I think they had blood coming out of his mouth and shit, and they labeled him a domestic terrorist. And the school yeah. tried to cover it up, and then there was a second rape of another girl, and then I don't know what happened with that. Yeah, can I go into a serious thing here for a second, which is, like, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, the system creates, like, these sort of types on purpose, like the school shooter type. Like, they, they totally, like, the government creates those. Not everything's a There's a lot flag, of speculation you know I mean? that they're, that they're MKUltra. They hand them I don't the think scissors. that... I, am I, yeah, but I made the point in, like, our first episode, right, that you don't need MKUltra when you just have a TV. You know what I mean? Like these yeah. people all think what you want them to think anyway, so they're all crazy. Very like, true, but if you want to really have it go down the way you want it to go down, then, you know, there needs to be like x x down. amount, like a hundred of children. You know what I'm saying? Like you're guaranteed right. to fuck enough of them up <laughs> to get the results. You so want we got our next bad scale. boy with this bowl cut up on the screen. So an Iron Range homicide victim was stabbed and severely beaten before his body was moved to an old iron ore mine pit and set on fire. According to the charges filed Tuesday, Dylan Bernard Gilbertson, 19, of Hiving, was arraigned at a state district court on second-degree intentional homicide charge in the death of his roommate, 20-year-old Jason Greenwood, whose body was discovered in the Mott Pit area on the west side of Mountain, uh, this is Mountain Iron, which is a weird name. Oh, ghetto staff. Sixth Judicial District Judge James Flory granted the prosecution's request to set bail to $1 million. Now, that criminal complaint contains like little information about the events preceding his death. And they only mentioned that a potential motive was Gilbertson allegedly had started, stated to another roommate that in the past that he would like to stab Greenwood. Over some stolen property. They don't see what the stolen property was. Investigators also said blood was found throughout the apartment and a gas can was located in the backseat of his car. 
So I don't think his mom did this haircut. Okay, fine. This this looks professional. This looks layered. Uh, I think he went to Master Cuts. Maybe sports clips. Yeah, I I uh, uh strip mall great clips. That's what I say. It kind of looks like what my hair would look like if I had a receding hairline. So I'm just not going to talk about it. Yeah, let's see. Oh, here's a here's another one. This one's a bit older than the other ones. Ooh, so good. He's been at it a lot longer. He looks like an older version of a kid I went to high school with. <laughs> so, so there's a there's a convicted serial killer named Daniel Joseph Blank. Now he's known as the River Parish's sil- uh, serial killer. So he admitted to killing six people: Victor Rossi, age 41; Barbara Bourgeois, 58; and Lillian Philippe, 71; and uh, Sam Archuri, uh, 76; uh, Luella Archuri, 79; and Joan Brock, 55; and Gonzalez. Saint Amant uh, Laplace and Paulina between 1996 and 1997. He was arrested November of 1997 by the Polk County Sheriff's Office in Livingston, Texas, and was sentenced to death in 1999. So, does that look like a self-administered haircut to you? The bowl cut? He's got a little bit of that Mo Howard thing going on. Yeah. First, yeah. Exactly what the that looks was. self-inflicted. She, yeah, that definitely that has to be self-inflicted. He looks like he did that in prison. Fast enough. <laughs> so, he, do you think he did it himself, or was it a Sally that did his haircut? He he did that himself with the prison chain. Oh, this is gonna be a good meeting with Ben yeah. tomorrow. That's what that looks like. Hey Ben, while high on meth. You know, yeah, he definitely really definitely has like the people of, of Walmart look going on. So probably some meth. <laughs> <No. laughs> So we got another guy. Now this guy, he's got a totally different style of bowl cut. He's kind of got like a silver Captain Kangaroo thing going on. Is that, is that picture with his mom? Is that his mom right there? <laughs> no, that's. That, I think that's his wife. Let me pull up the. So this is his wife cut his hair. You don't want paper trails. I don't like paper trails. Oh fuck. That's why. Oh no, hold on. I, I... Oh, no. <sighs> Police and the public in 2018 when a severe case of no, uh, child mis- maltreatment uh, came up. So on January 14th, a Turnpin child escaped the home of David and Louise Turnpin in Paris, California, like so and contacted police who raided the house and found disturbing evidence of prolonged abuse and torturous living conditions. And, uh, given the number of dependents involved, 13 siblings, uh, and the degree of abuse, uh, the protracted nature over the decades so the story garnered significant national interest okay, so and experts in family abuse consider the case to be extraordinary for a number of reasons and, you know, so like in february 2019 both parents like, yeah, pleaded guilty to 14 felony accounts so then, including cruelty to a dependent adult child cruelty and torture and false imprisonment to fucking, um, to Julian Denise. so do you think his wife cut his hair or do you think that was like a professional job the whole captain kangaroo that better be his wife cutting his hair 
Yeah, no professional would do something like that. Do you think he used that vacuum thing? What's it called? The suck cut? I can't remember what it was. Floby, the Floby. Floby. That was used. Maybe, maybe, because that that shit is whack as fuck. Like he's over here torturing children. Like, how do you even have children with that haircut? Like, on God, that is horrible. Yeah, that's people, people, people should have tortured him for that shit. <laughs> Oh man, are there pictures of the kids? Do the kids all have bowl cuts too? I don't know. The kids look like severely malnourished, but I didn't pay attention to their haircuts either. But do you know that the kids are the victims, you know? Yeah, of course. Of course. So we're moving on to the more famous ones out there. Okay. Disclosing a guest HIV status. Uh oh. Gotta get spicy now. Yeah, we're we're getting there. So Adam Lanza is believed to have shot his mother, Nancy Lanza, in the head at her home in Newton, Connecticut on December 14, 2012, before traveling to the nearby Sandy Hook Elementary School where he, he shot... He looks like a mummy with a wig on. ...and killed 20 students between the ages of 5 and 10 and 6 adult workers, Listen, according to police reports. One of the Lanza- best ways the media could deal with like school shooters and like those and so, sort of types, right, is if you just bully them. Like you just you know you can you don't inspire anymore if you just make fun of them on the news. Like people should have just roasted the fuck out of this nigga. Oh, I thought he had dis- I thought he had a disability. Wasn't he autistic? And he like one of us? Okay, he better listen. He looks like that. He better be autistic. He better be like. I think, I think he was an Aspie from uh from uh, reporting I saw back in the day. Yeah, I think I think he had, was an Aspie. I don't think he was. Lips, bro. Oh. So Lanzi then turned the gun on himself, fatally shooting himself in the head. Allegedly, because there's some people out there that think him and David Hogg are the same guy. Hmm. But, but I'm saying allegedly because you know we can't prove that you know it's just it's just a rumor we, you know we're not rich like Alex Jones we can't afford to get sued no not yet but they he also try. has but do you think his mother did that haircut it looks pretty straight oh, like right across oh definitely um, and he's got I think what they call the sampaku eyes because you can see yeah. the eye whites above nah, and below he, the he, eye. he's like a yandere bro look at those eyes he really oh, yeah. like. He's really into whatever he's staring at. And he also, also kind of looks like Roger the Alien if he had a wig on. <laughs> yeah. disguises. Yeah. That's, that would be a great episode of American Dad right there. It's just like Mars Attacks, but it's this nigga. That's mom, all right. Yep. That's why he shot her. <laughs> I was going to say, that's why he shot her, yeah. He didn't like the self-inflicted haircuts. Yeah. He's like, Mom, this is the mother, this is the last time you cut my hair. <laughs> so here we go. Uh oh. I'm like, yeah, talk to Sean. Here he comes. Now we're gonna get spicy. So Dylan Storm Roof killed nine people at the Emanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church in Charleston, South Carolina. He was arrested the morning after the massacre. Now Roof is now twenty six. Born in Columbia, South Carolina, he had a troubled upbringing. His dad, Bennett Roof, was a carpenter, and his mom, Amelia Cowles, was a bartender. His parents had uh, already divorced when he was conceived, and his dad remarried. So when he was the age of five, uh, Paige Harris, who basically raised him as his elder sister, Amber. So uh, after white supremacist Dylan Roof's uh, 2015 attack on the Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, uh, South Carolina, many white supremacists tried to distance themselves from the attack 
or claim it was a false flag operation designed to enable a crackdown on white supremacists. Now, since 2017, however, an increasingly number of mostly younger white supremacists not only applauded Roof's attack, but openly promoted him as a hero or even a saint. And uh, Roof venerators often used his distinct bowl cut to refer to themselves as like-minded fans. Now, this include the word bowl as part of a screening name, such as bowl trash or the final bullution, or collectively referring to themselves using terms as the bowl gang or the bullwaffen division. They may also use slang terms as take the bowl pill or disrespect the bowl and pay the toll. Some use phrases such as take me to church or take them to church as coded references for the violence. Roof promoters also create and share roof-related memes across the internet, including depictions of roof as a saintly figure with a halo around his head. Even more common are memes uh, featuring Roof's ball haircut either by itself or digitally affixed to someone else's head. And in one shared image, Roof's haircut had been superimposed on a shield designed to resemble a divisional insignia of the Waffen SS military units of Nazi. Fucking based. If that's the boat you chose to get on, good luck to you. And that's all I have as far as uh, speaking about these uh, bad men with ball cuts. Yeah. And we you know, got- you're seeing more than the haircuts, although the haircuts are hilarious. Is what is with this always the same weird look in their eye? They always, they always have like this slightly retarded phenotype, like the look in their eye. Oh, it's dead. It's dead. It's like it's like staring at like a chihuahua. <laughs> There's no thought going on. It's like staring at a vacant black hole. You think they're all like uh like MK Ultra victims? I think that it's extremely odd that all of their pictures look so similar, especially for the bigger, more notable, um, like, Nazis. Dylan kind of, Dylan kind of pulled it off, you know, Dylan's bull was was pretty tight, man. I think that was, like, I think that was an expertly done one. Yeah, because there was layers, there was layers in there, there was his mom didn't do that, you could tell. Yeah. yeah, the the uh, the FBI barber who did that for him uh, did a good job. Right. Yeah. It's like the hair itself is code. Like I said, you know, so I've got another guy with a bowl cut, and I'd like to feature a video of him. And uh, some people One think second, he's Bosch. the next great threat. Oh, you got something? Yeah, wanted. I just want to ask, like, do you think, like, maybe if you do an apprenticeship at the say, FBI, you know, they make you die. get a bowl cut, and that's why these people all look like this? <laughs> They're just like apprentices? I feel very comfortable in saying yeah. that. Or something like that, you know? They... So, so <laughs> the thing about FBI is, like, they have very uh, distinct, like, uh, regulation haircuts, and that's usually, like, those are usually, like, fades and shit, and I don't think you can have, like, the top of your hair more than four inches in length or... Or, or or more than two inches in bulk on the sides, kind of thing. So it's uh, you know, I don't think they can have a bowl cut MD and FBI agent. Okay, so there's informants. Okay, got it. Yeah, so maybe like if they're scouting. Yeah, yeah, it's probably an informant's haircut or you know one of those kids they see on the internet. Like, hey, we're just gonna keep egging this guy along, and then we'll get him to meet us, and then give him a bunch of gear, and then arrest him. <laughs> yeah, find find the guys with the bowl cuts. I just, you know, give him a gun, see what happens. So, so do you guys think, like, the bowl cut makes the man into a monster? Or was the man already a monster, <laughs> and he got the bowl cut? So, honestly, like, 
18 years Sometimes of your mom giving you, cutting your hair and giving you a bowl cut, you'd probably be a monster too. But the little yeah, kid, but he had the guy at the beginning, you know, he was just 12. And he was already a monster. Yeah, but you, you know? live in western New York. If you have a bowl cut past the age of like five, you're going to kill someone someday. So what about Justin Bieber? He's had one for quite a while. Do you think he's killed anybody? I think he's killed multiple people. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably, probably. I mean... I think Justin Bieber drinks the blood of orphans. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Okay. That's a hot take. Uh, Let me me move on to this video that we got. I'm sure I'll talk to you at some point. This guy's got a little bit of fame to him. No, he didn't. He didn't Especially people in the uh, Revenge uh, of the Sis community. Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. And we'll play right, it. Bye. Bye. So a little backstory. <laughs> this guy's been talking to this girl in Argentina named Ileana, and he's apparently been stalking her for the last six years. It's like Chris Chad. It's like Chris Chad all over again. <laughs> you don't want to piss him off. He's like a He's master of tongue pseudo. Don't let this He's got another steal your voice. He goes into depth about okay. his martial arts training and how the he trained mercenaries how to be efficient he thinks killers. That he has the authority to speak Definitely. for you. He's like the head of paladin. I doubt that you even really talk to this guy anymore. He seems very angry. Uh, he seems to blame me. Uh, for the reason he's not in your life. If that's the case, that's pretty awesome, actually. Because I would love to know that I'm the reason you kicked a piece of crap like this guy out of your life. That would make my day if I found that out. Um, But (laughs) the truth of the matter is, um, the fact that you don't speak allows him to take the authority from you to speak for you. And that's not right. That's really not. Right. So, do you think this guy As cuts I said, his own hair, or do you think he anymore. gets the super I'm not going to act like a maniac or anything you like that. You know what? He I seems love like you. the fucker who I would have go loved into you a super years cuts now. and ask for a You cut. know I love you. There's probably not much you can yeah, do. He literally walked that. into super cuts. He's I don't just like, know yo, just fuck my shit up, fam. You've always had a. There's some videos where like he's got a shaved head, and then he sees the process of growing it out. I understand. And then he comes afford to cover his receding hairline. What's humorous is this gentleman mm-hmm. seems I never understood the, the more this gentleman harassed me in my inbox, the more I have the feeling that you really do like me. Oh, uh, more than as friends. Yeah, just shave your shit, girl. You to know me more than as friends. And I think what you need to know is the benefit that you have now is you, have you know I'm not going to cool. say no. Yeah. I'm only going to say yes. You just have to speak. It doesn't have to be publicly. It can be privately, of course. In fact, I would prefer it be pri- that it be private. Um, I would prefer I'd be speaking to you privately at this moment instead of like Bro, this. He really does. He's like, he but says that's Christian not, uh, with a nicer, slightly moment. nicer voice. I genuinely love him. Does he have a sonic medallion under yeah. that shirt? Yeah, but, I, I don't yeah, think he he's even still in your life. How he's like I think that he's no longer shit. in your life. I <laughs> find it quite interesting when he whole, said like, that nobody ditched you, which lets me know that you're the one that kissed him out of your life for being a complete piece of crap. I think that the whole reason he started harassing me was when you probably kicked him out of your life. I want to show what the necklace is. 
for being a, a so being we a can bad if it's a, if it's a custom person. made crayon medallion you know i'm not then we know an unduly mean person i get frustrated sometimes but you know how I feel about you, you know, and you know that I love you. Elderly. And you know, despite if he, the fact if he had a goatee, I'd say like he might have a great Dane and they travel around in a van solving mysteries. And with <laughs> much more affection toward you. Um, I really do care about you. I know you care about me because you've done so much to protect me by keeping silent. And it sounds strange to anyone that isn't us, but you know, and I know why you kept silent. And it was for my benefit, and I love you for that. I love you more now than I did before. Okay, so he's, if you he's speak telling to this me, to a girl, he's never. I'll say person. yes, but you only have until January. Okay, um, the reason I'm giving you until January is I have to schedule my next flight or get another extension by December. Okay, and uh, I plan on, uh, you know eventually coming to Argentina. You can come up here. I might work something out with that. I, I am, of course, saving up money to come down. And it might be uh, beneficial for you to come up here. I don't know how much the child's ticket would cost. I don't expect you to not bring the child. But maybe there's something we can work out where I pay you a portion or pay you all of the ticket price over a course of time if you're willing to come up to the United States to see me. But I'm, I do warn you, the United States is not as interesting as Buenos Aires. And Philadelphia is a lot, a lot more dangerous than Buenos Aires. Though we do have other, other cities in the near area that aren't quite as bad as Philly, and there's a couple that are quite, quite a bit worse than Philadelphia. But, um, yeah, there's, I mean, Philadelphia is an interesting area. Um, there are some wealthier areas that if you I've been to Philadelphia, to take you to, that you don't plan on going back. You're very I feel like an hour to drive out of the town. Old. Some of it dates yeah. back say, to the I would 1600s. Never drive it to Philadelphia. Uh, I'd never back want to, to go colonial, to the colonial era when the Quakers found it. Well, I ended up having to go through Amish really territory on the way uh, where, in because I remember, like, oh, I'll take this road. It's not a toll road. And then I'm like, oh, now I know why it's not a toll road. And you've got to go like 25 miles an hour and look out for Amish people on your cart. If you would come up here, I'd be mind. I was like, dude, I thought through a time zone. Like a time portal went back in time. It was amazing. I'll admit. Those beards are very I, I would impressive. just like you to speak to oh, yeah. speak up and let me know. Um, you know, let you, let me know that you know that I'm making these videos. I'm sure you do, obviously. Um, this guy has no right to speak to you, and you need to cut off his ability to steal the authority to speak for you by speaking for yourself. Even if you tell me you hate me. You don't want me in your life anymore. You can make it public. That way I can't deny it. If that's if that's your deal, do whatever yeah, you need yeah, to do. Whether it's one way or the other. Whether you love me and want to be with me or hate me. Were they Mennonites? Because they were using technology. Yeah, they were Either way, technology, so they do uh, what you they want to like do. The Amish, and stop Amish letting this person rob you of your voice. One of the reasons I got the ticket to come, well, the reason I got the ticket to come down to Argentina was when the gentleman was threatening to murder me, it led me to understand, you know, as I said in the previous video, if he's threatening to murder me, what in the hell is he doing to Eliana? Um, 
I know that Argentina, despite it having a very good reputation for having low crime and especially low violent crime, especially compared to the United States, it has an outrageously high amount of male <laughs> violence against women, and I, I'm aware of that. And I'll, I'll be I quite honest. I was going to say something about it. has a high degree of German-speaking people. When I saw that you, well, <laughs> what I think is that you're safe. When I saw your Facebook account, as I said, it, it brought much ease to my heart. My heart feels a lot better. I'm getting a lot less issues. Uh, although I, I was anyway, because I'm getting healthier. Um, but the the thing well, the is, the only thing I know about Argentina besides you know the whole German thing was like they cut their meat okay. differently. They, really helped my heart. Cattle. I don't know that you're okay if you can't speak that's, for yourself. That's the only thing I know about it. Um, if you could speak for yourself, I would uh, hope you would say, James. Um, I, I think I think you. the class system's still alive there. So, okay. like, if you're you upper class, say that though. You speak if formal you Spanish, and then like if you're lower class, you have to use which I'm like already, uh, I'm not in your life. the tense of Spanish, where you have to say usted instead of anything like that. That's cool. It's perfectly cool. Um, I hope you watch my videos. I hope you understand how much I care about you, how much I respect you as a person. I respect you a lot more as a person, although I had to take time to reflect on why you did what you did, because at first it just seemed like yeah, you I kinda were noticed that there's lying like, to me and being I, dishonest with Spanish, no There's reason. so many different like, when, types of Spanish, reality, and there's like the ones that are ghetto and the ones that aren't think. ghetto. And that means it kind of becomes a pain in the ass. Yeah, because you got formal um, and informal, I'm and then there was sorry. like I the whole. When I said uh, I yeah, I always you speak to, you speak to someone this way if, if they are that slept with you above you in I'm station until they refer to you at a certain tense, and then like okay, you can relax but your I'm formality. Not against taking the Japanese, for, but like not you know, the situation. Terrible because I try to take Japanese. Although of course there is that one non-negotiable. But the truth is. Uh, I think that would be one of the most enjoyable experiences of both of our lives, if you agreed to that. I think that you should. Now, if you just want to hang out with me, of course, that non-negotiable goes away because we're just hanging out. So I don't want you to feel as though you can't speak to me or that we can't be friends or anything of that nature. Of course, I'm going to get jealous of any guy you're with or anything like that. It's just my nature. My teacher, though, he but the thing is, as I have stated in the past, you know, maybe the type of guys that you're looking for aren't working out. Maybe it's time you Did he live out in Spain? Because I know there's like five different languages spoken in Spain. You wanted to be with me. In fact, I definitely know that from the ramblings of this lunatic in my inbox stating that I had my chance and I didn't take it. Well, you know... So There's funny. second chances in life, and I hope that you're willing to give me a second chance. Like albino? I hope he was damn near close. And he was like a really short Irish guy. And he had like look the uh, COVID thing. I can't Hispanic help. Wife and he and had it, like it's really ridiculous. But there's nothing keeping you from coming to the United States. <laughs> well, that sounds like the whole myth of the okay. whole. Uh, this is where the black Irish. I can't came come from. to Argentina <laughs> because of COVID. Yeah, with but the Spanish boat or whatever. There's actually a few versions of that. There's like there's like two different ones that are actually. I really would. The travel restrictions are, are just outrageous at this point. Um, I miss you. If you would simply say hi to we me. We can that say that for another episode. Though. Actually, that probably would but be better on Atlantis episode. Keep in mind, I'm doing much better. I, I there was something in the news recently saying, saying that they were saying that the Celtic people in England were actually descended person. from the, the Spanish Celtic Iberians. Anybody that's as good of a person it, to you. So there was a whole bunch of, there was a whole bunch of shit person. talking for you about that. Um, oh, no, no. Irish people are totally descended from Celtic Iberians. I'm pretty sure that's been an established thing for... 
I was the one, if you remember, that long was telling you, uh, you know, I was going to not be surprised theory. if you made it very far in life because you are so brilliant and you are so driven uh, and you have achieved so much in academia. Uh, anyway, you know how to get a hold of me. Take your voice back. Do not allow this person to have the authority to speak for you. You are your own person. He had another video I wanted yourself. to watch, I know but it's uh, difficult. he privated I you have certain impediments because like, a lot of people are making. I know fun you've of always it. had trouble speaking to me, but the one, the one guarantee. There's some, there's some pretty good. There's some pretty good uh, video edits out there from I'll never Kim say of the no. North, who's currently watching us. Okay, and, I will uh, never say no. Few others. I am only giving you to January because I want to, you know, he has I do like, want to eventually like move on with things. But if you say you want to see me, I'm willing to wait a little longer. You're still young. Well, he doesn't have the sun pop eyes, but I think he has a sociopath. Okay, because you don't see I'm the eye whites above him or stronger below the pupil. Yeah, he just kind of has weird retard Pretty soon I'll be as healthy <laughs> as I was before my life. Pardon my French. I don't know if I'm going to off the rails. I don't know if we're allowed to use that word on YouTube. So please, I everything I'm saying into consideration. I had a call. Take professor get pissed off back, that I use that word. Take your and I voice said, it means back, slow. It doesn't mean down to me if you want to speak to me. And if you want to tell me to beat it, if you want to tell me I'm a loser and to stay away from you and to stop, stop it with these videos, you can do that Is that what too. you do at night? And I'll appreciate yeah. it either I'm way. Oh, wow. Oh, he's a certified tard wrangler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrestle the tards when they wake up and make them go back to bed. So is there, a chance, is there a chance Christian will get sent to your facility and you'll get to wrestle Christian? Is there one that's like superhuman strong that you can't even defeat? Um, yeah, there was there was a three foot tall downy. Um, he would flip around like he was fucking Spider Man. Uh, he was pretty cool. Uh, but he got he got fat, so you know. Was like, like, he stealing like the other kids' food? Do what? Is he stealing like food from the other kids? Nah, he just got on some heavy meds because um oh, okay. the thing the thing that we do at our facility is fucking bullshit. We don't ever give them like crazy meds. We just let them we just wait until they fucking about kill somebody and then we do it. It's 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 a bunch of bullshit. I don't know. I I I have fun restraining them sometimes though, I will admit. Do you have any? Do you use like pro wrestling moves on them? Um. Well, they teach us some takedowns, but uh, not one of them is effective because they're all just you know created Incredibly by incredibly strong. Yeah, and, and like the one. I was about one, to say they one, probably watch wrestling too, so they they know how to counter those moves. Um, yeah. they do basically because I'm a bigger gentleman. I can just kneel on one of them, and eventually they will give up. Uh, this can take anywhere from uh, two minutes to like a fucking hour, though. Holy so, shit! That's a hell yeah. of a match. Yeah. I, I I have I have a video of a screaming French retard uh, banging his head on the ground while I'm having to hold him down. And the reason why I'm having to hold him down is because he tried to strangle to death his roommate who was in a wheelchair. Holy shit! Have you ever been hit with a uh, steel chair before? Uh, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Uh, I've been pissed on though. You know, some people pay for that. Yeah. You got it for free, well, bro. You know what? Uh, I, you can come work where I do, and you can get pissed on and be paid. Now, could one of them last eight minutes with your knee on their neck? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? From what I've seen, maybe. Okay. So if they're on if they're on fentanyl and they die, do you get blamed for it? Thank you. Yes. <laughs> 
Yes, because uh, you know the they'll never they'll never uh, blame the meds that they give them. Like when they do actually decide to give them meds, which is like pulling teeth. You say, "Hey, this retard. He's uh he's picking up like lamps and uh, you know crushing people's skulls with them. Can you uh stop and maybe take out the fucking lamps that you put everywhere?" You know, if and they're really like, having that much of a problem, they could have they just use like dirt guns hellish. on them, or like, did they just? Like, <laughs> oh, I was no, just kind of no. wondering. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're not in asylum, okay? Oh, We're not okay. in asylum. These these retards have not technically done anything legally wrong. <laughs> okay, I was gonna so, say. You, I was gonna say you can't just drop them in Afghanistan like a penal battalion and have them fight uh, <laughs> wars for Zog. Um, you know. I think our retards would uh would turn on us though the minute the Taliban starts giving them a uh, treat. Oh my god, you just have, you just know a bunch of retards join Iran. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like uh you know all the all the Taliban would have to do is just start giving them like fucking little Debbie cakes and uh they would turn coke. Yeah. Oh man, if they yeah. got their turn like on the go like not the go karts what was it the the bumper cars that they're using? Oh yeah, man. They'd that be fucking sense. loyalists. Sell us out that makes sense. Yeah, I feel like when they all become Bothists, you have a bunch of Bothists mongoloids with super strength <laughs> running around. You know, I do. Uh, speaking of weird retards, um, you know, and you know what? You know what? I'm this like, is bowl so cut related. This is this is a personal bowl cut story because he oh, did have a bowl awesome. cut. This is real story. content. So you know what? Fuck it. This little retard. Um, I'm not going to give you his name. Uh, yeah, you got to protect the innocent. He talks. He he talks to his dead mother, and very often will vocalize plots to stab people and throw them into ditches. Uh, um, big energy. It, it yeah. sounds like he's been listening to Rob Zombie almost. Um, no, he he sits around and watches fucking SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know where he gets this from. But he he loves to talk about stabbing people and throwing them uh, into ditches or rolling them in rugs. He says, "Burn through Burn the witches." Through Burn through the witches. witches? Yeah. yeah. Slamming in the back of his Dracula. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. It just likes Rob Zombie. <laughs> Something yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, he's just trying to recite the lyrics, man. I don't think he's trying to kill anyone. And well, this this dude, he's three foot tall. And he is an absolute monster when he when he would attack. Again, he's the fat one now. So. Is, is he full grown? Or is yeah, he he's, like, he's, like, he's like a little bowling ball, bro. He, 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 he is. Um, he is. I think he's like almost forty. Holy shit! Is this so, the one you, you know, personally know? Yes, I, I wrangle him. I've 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 had to hold oh, him oh, down when he's uh, attacking people and hiding knives under his bed. Yeah, how's he getting knives? To me, like it's very. You should encourage him creative outlet of his because you know <laughs> even Eminem had a creative outlet and because of that his ex-wife never ended up in the back of his trunk yeah remember like so, Johnny the homicidal maniac cartoon where like he was like he had to keep his wall covered in blood like he had to feed it fresh blood because I, I think he was keeping uh, like a greater demonic force back by feeding this wall blood I can't remember it's been forever <laughs> since I read it uh-huh. I well, have the comments what I did with them I don't know well, that's definitely this retard. Um, so you know what? we've pretty much reached the end of our show. Do you, uh, Jet Jaguar, do you have any uh, social media where people can follow you? Uh, just my personal Facebook account, Jeff Jaguar. 
and um, another one, Jeffrey Jedediah Jetson, because Jeff Jaguar is zucked because I said something about um, a certain tribe of people being descendants of. Uh, okay, Lincoln. okay. No, 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 where I just uh, create my own schizo posts daily, based on who even knows what the fuck. I just, I just. Sometimes I make shit up. Sometimes I've watched a whole long video on it. Sometimes I listen to homeless people rant on YouTube and then regurgitate it. Do the tards inspire you? Yes. Well, when you are a third shift tard wrangler for five years. Uh, most of the human beings you interact with are retarded. Yeah. Literally you, retarded. You have to tell me how, you, how I get your job, because your job sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, I bet you got, like, all sorts of cool stories to talk about. I... I'm surprised you don't make a blog based on your daily adventure. You know, I could. I've thought about it. Um, the issue is... I some people who know me know these stories and some are very oh, so, so they could dox you, yeah. yeah. That well not that they could dox me necessarily, but I will have to answer to maybe my girlfriend who also works there. Why the fuck are you going on Facebook talking about uh, body slamming this certain individual? And I said, well, because they had to be body slammed because they were covered what? in fists and throwing. Why are they acting like these people don't have a problem with wrestling? They, they love the WWE. Like, you know, the See, I knew a guy, like, yeah, like, when I worked at a video rental store, like, I had one that would come in. And, like, Fucking true. The workers hated the guy, but he loved WWF, like, classic wrestling. And he'd come in, and he'd get Royal Rumble, whatever, and WrestleMania 3. He like, who wins in this one? And I'm like, man... I can't tell you who wins because it's going to spoil the ending. He's like, aye, right. I mean, he'd like rent up like all the fucking time. He never got tired of him a little bit like the other co-workers. Like, they hated the dude. You're such a nice guy, and it's, Yeah, the dude, the dude was cool, man. But like my dad was like, hey, make sure he doesn't get your phone number because he'll call you weird hours of the night for cussing you out. <laughs> I said, okay, <laughs> I won't do that. And now, one, one last caveat I have to leave about my Facebook group because I just remembered this. I just remembered this. It is completely unlisted in Facebook search. So, good so luck. Shadow banned. I am shadow banned. I, I made an alt account one time. I looked for my own group. I could not find it. This group has almost 400 people in it. Um, I typed in the name very specifically, and it was not there. So, I've, I've been shadow banned, unfortunately. For, Welcome know. to the club. Yeah. This, uh, I actually, I, I run a couple of different weird random Facebook groups, and um, to my knowledge, every one of them that I created, not ones I've co-admined or helped moderate for people, they're all, they're all shadow banned. So, yeah. Brandy, do you have social media where you want people to follow you on? Um, sure, you can follow me on Twitter at goth underscore gypsy, and you can find my Facebook page, it's called Let's Go Brandon, and that's pretty much it. Don't follow me, really, because you can't. Where'd it go? You, can follow me on you don't want people to follow you, do you? No, because you, 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 know, you already know like what my information is but I don't
Okay. Only you. Only you. Uh, Ben, where can people follow you? You can find a podcast I'm currently working with. I do my own card wrangling. I'm autistic. With my uh, femoid co-host. You fucking biological Not- man. Uh, it's called Almost a Podcast. I will not masturbate. <laughs> I, I don't do that. And uh, we recently had our latest episode that's out it has Klaus on it. Boomers no longer trust the plan. Yeah, so Boomers no longer trust the plan. He was telling us uh, all the 4chan stuff. And uh, this week we recorded an episode with one of our favorite guests, uh, Carlos. I can masturbate next to a boat. I can masturbate next to a goat. He is a... <laughs> 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 is this like a new Dr. Seuss book he's coming out? Yeah, he's our, he's our base black guy from California. Vote, nigga. That's what you fought for, nigga. That's what all this is about, nigga. All these protesters <laughs> shit, nigga. Yeah, oh, my God. He's, uh, he's a pretty cool guy. I mean, you know, he's, he's an intellectual. And, uh, Bro, he know, better he, own one of those, like, pharaoh, pharaoh hat things. He yeah. <laughs> is he giving out inward passes? Yeah, yeah, he actually is giving out inward passes. I went to a Halloween party with him the, no, day, the day that we recorded the stuff. And he was talking about how racist the podcast was, and all the black people that didn't know us like kind of started walking away. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you know, he he understands though. Because we live in a racist world. Um, but yeah, you know, you should check it, check us out. Uh, it's it's a great podcast. It's almost a podcast. Yeah. So I don't know when our next episode is going to be because I'm in the middle of. Uh leaving my company because they want to force me to take the clot shot and I'm refusing to. So I don't know if we'll have a second show later this month or wait till well, I we relocate. Gotta, we gotta do D.B. Cooper soon because it's coming up on, what, the 50th anniversary? Yeah, so we'll have to do that. We'll have to do a Bigfoot episode coming up. And, Fortunately, uh, the TARD industry is so hard up for workers they can't force me to get the, the shot. So Oh, that's fucking based. Yeah. Well, my company's not going to fire me. They just said they would just put me on like... Uh, administrative leave without pay kind of thing, but I kind of want to leave the area and go somewhere so else. Yeah, without pay. So you can't come back and do them. Right. Because I already saw another job paying more than this, and they were like offering 40 to 45 an hour. Oh, Jesus uh, Christ. Out in Nevada, but I didn't apply right away. So, uh, we'll see when the, when the next episode hits. I'll try to inform everybody, but thank you for watching and tuning in.